everyone, Robbie here and welcome back to the Coach's Journey podcast. This is episode 18 and hopefully this will be fun, as much fun for you as it was for me. This episode is another one that just features me, no guest, um, although there will be an awesome episode with a guest coming next week with Chris Joseph. Um, but yeah, no guest this time, but also no content from the past, which has been what some of those um, previous episodes featuring me have been. Um, this is all new content. Um, it was kind of fun to make and kind of hard work doing a 90-minute monologue by yourself. It turns out it takes it out of me. Uh, uh, but it also, it's not just new content, it includes some exciting announcements, um, And uh, but I tried to pack them in alongside uh, some insights and stories that I haven't shared before, particularly from my experience of creating new ways of working with people in my coaching business. Um, you know, I'll start off by diving into uh, the Coach's Journey group program, where that came from, um, how I, how and why I created it. And that's kind of the, in some ways, that's the first half of the episode is about that, the lessons I've learned from it, but also uh, the lessons I've learned from my two other group coaching experiments, the Pioneering Women Program and the Genius Accelerator, you know, includes what I learned, particularly from Rich Litvin, about how we start group programs, how we can sell them. Um, and and that's a question I sometimes get asked about and that, that none of the previous content I've released really addresses. Um, so hopefully there's a bunch of things in there that, and I, that, that you can use to create far more successful group programs than I have created. I would say I'm a moderately successful um, group coaching program runner. Um, then I also get into, and it's worth saying this now because I don't think I say it that clearly the first time I bring it up, you know, when I was creating a new, some new one-on-one engagements this autumn, um, I got into like the, the the way and how I make decisions about whether I'm going to create something new for my business. And it turned out there are four criteria for that, um, which which get me to the point of, am I going to do this or not? And, and I'll say them now, and then we'll come back to them throughout the episode. But they are, do I love this new way of working or will I love it? Does it meet a need in the world that I can see or feel? Is it good for my business and is it good for my life more broadly? And if the answer to all those things is um, yes, then then maybe I'll make the make the thing. And that in some ways comes from, so there's a nice distinction that's in the Prosperous Coach and that Rich Litvin uses a lot. Is it a hell yes or a hell no? But I'd always struggled with that, perhaps because I'm indecisive um, or perhaps because I'm not kind of hell yes person some of the time. And at a, one of Rich's intensives that I went to, um, a woman called Kendra Kunyov said, um, actually, I don't know if that's how you pronounce her second name, but Kendra Kunyov or Kendra Kunyov, um, how do we make this a hell yes? And essentially, the way that I make um, bits of work a hell yes is if it answers all those four questions. Um, do I love it? Does it meet a need I can see or feel in the world? Is it good for my life? And is it good for my business? Um, so we'll get into those criteria, how I use them, why they're true of the different bits of work that I use. And, and you might be able to use those criteria too. Uh, we hit a couple of other things like um, what it feels like when your generosity doesn't feel like it's paying back and what to do with that. You know, the fact that I've taken one of my group programs quietly offline and, and why I did that. Um, and then the exciting bit in some ways, the most exciting bit for me is, you know, why uh first of all i'll explain that why i'm not running the coach's journey group program in its normal slot in 2021 
um, you know, which is exciting for me because we're having a baby. Um, and secondly, that's a part of why I'm launching the new uh, Coach's Journey community. And, and I'll explain how that works, what it means from about an hour in. And because I'm not running the group program next year, if you want to work with me um, in the next six months or a year, um, probably the best way is to join the Coach's Journey community. And I've made that in a way that I think will really support the coaches that join it. Uh, wrapped up in there is also the chance now there's now the opportunity to support the coach's journey podcast if you're the kind of person who loves what i'm doing wants it to continue wants to support financially in some way but doesn't particularly want to want to join a, a, a community for coaches then that opportunity is there there too and in this episode um it's worth saying before we dive in um that uh the energy of not having someone else there is really different for a full episode length. And you can hear it where I start to struggle for dates and years and get some of them wrong. And I put some breaks in there so that I could go, you know, go and get a glass of water and recover and that kind of thing. Um, and also what that, this means is there may be some bits that I may, where I may not be being super clear for you. And I think I am, but there's no one who's watching me who I have to check if they uh, look bleary-eyed or not. And also there's no one who's asking me clarifying questions. So definite invitation even more than usual if you've got any questions about this send them in um i'll answer them in a future episode maybe or something like that whether that's about group programs or group coaching work or how to create new ways of working in your business um by all means send them in um and and i'll definitely get to them uh you can hear the kind of the energy being a bit weird because this is weird this bit about halfway through where i mentioned that i've referenced jordan peterson already in the interview but it's not an interview it's just me talking and i haven't actually mentioned him before and um, that's not because i've cut something badly it's just because i do mention one of his ideas which is uh understanding as a human that you could do something and then deciding if you would but i don't name check him at that point um and uh, yeah, if you're surprised that I'm talking about Jordan Peterson because you think he's uh, the Antichrist or something like that, then check out my article, Jordan Peterson is not evil and why it matters, uh, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, but I couldn't edit around, edit the bit out with the mention that I had that I had mentioned him before earlier. So I left it in um, because, as you can hear from this bit, part of what this podcast is about is being a bit rough around the edges. And that's fine with me. So look. I hope that if you're listening to this and you might already be getting excited about the idea of the Coaches Journey community or supporting the podcast in that way um, and my my wider work for coaches, if you are, you can go to um, patreon.com forward slash the Coaches Journey. You can go to thecoachesjourney.com and press the support button in the top right. Um, there'll be a community page there at some point as well that explains it, but there's various bits there that get into the details of how it works, as I will in the last part of this episode. But also, um, there's a little video of me explaining it if you, if you want to cut to the chase of that and, and find out about it soon, because there will be a first community call in November. And I'm excited about that. And I hope that you will be too um, when when it gets to that. But that's just part of this episode. There's loads more to come before that. In particular, um, I'm going to start off by telling you a little bit about how I created the Coaches Journey group program, which is the first part of this work of mine for coaches. Um, and so without further ado, I'll hand over um, to me. About three and a half years ago, um, I was sitting in the Royal Festival Hall and a client of mine, um, I think, texted to say she wasn't coming. She may have just not shown up. Uh, I remember the client. Obviously, I won't name her. Um, really wonderful woman. Um, loved working with her. But one time, at least once, she didn't show up. And I'd, 
as I was trying to manage my, uh, what do you call it, like my inner critic or something at the time. So I used to get really annoyed when people didn't show up uh, for coaching sessions. They just stood me up one way or another and I used to take it personally. And so what I decided to do was reframe. Like every time someone um, didn't show up, I would do something cool. And sometimes it was something for me. That, that's quite often what I do these days. It's like, what do I most need in this moment? And I'll go off and do it if, if someone cancels. But then it was like, I'll do some cool work. And what I decided to do this time that this particular client canceled was I um, would sit and write an article about how I'd um, got to the point where I could leave my job, um, which had been in a, a wonderful leadership development program, less than two years after starting my, co- starting my coaching training. So about a year after I finished, I had a business which was viable for me to leave that work. Um, and I banged it out, basically, sitting in the Royal Festival Hall members area, facing out towards the Millennium Eye and, and Westminster um, and, you know, almost got it done in the time that I had set aside for that coaching session, which was probably 90 minutes or, or two hours. It, it's not quite true to say it was all done. And I did a bunch of editing after that in all kinds of ways. Um, but essentially, that's when I wrote that article. And then a surprising thing happened for me, which is that it got read a lot. And I just checked. In fact, I'm going to get it up now. So we're, this was in May 2017. Here we are in October 2020. It's uh, on LinkedIn, the original post on LinkedIn has got 8,631 article views, 370 reactions, 143 comments, and 42 reshares. Um, uh, and that is by far and away the most read article that I have written. And I've now got over 200 posts on LinkedIn, just hit the 200th the other day. Um, and But it was also then picked up by Evercoach. They featured it on their blog. It's also been on my website and thecoachesjourney.com. Uh, as well. So um, it's probably had a th- 10,000 um, article views over those those different places. Um, and that's kind of amazing. It's like a mini viral hit, right? Um, and for me, that was a big deal. Like I said, it's still the most viewed um, thing that I've made. Uh, it's like there's some really funny things on the analytics on LinkedIn, you know, like the most views are actually not from London, according to this, although this can't be right, but from... Um, the Antwerp area in Belgium. So whoever it is in Antwerp that has looked at that article, thank you, that's that's really fun for me. Um, so I made this, uh, I wrote this article, it went out there, I shared it in a few places like the ICF group and I think that's where it picked up a lot of momentum and then once people start sharing it, you know, it's really beautiful that um, it goes places. I learned a few things from that. I learned that it does help to give something a clickbaity title um, because I called it how I became a full-time coach less than two years after starting my training. And hopefully in the article, I tried to kind of name check that really and say, look, I know I'm doing this, but it's too good an opportunity. Like making up a, a kind of crappy clickbaity title when you don't have an article worthy of it or a story worthy of it, that's annoying, right? When you end up on a page and you're just scrolling through adverts. If you've actually got something to say, then, then that, that's a decent um, decent thing to do. And it's just a way of helping people find really interesting work. And those all those comments, you know, so many of them were so lovely and so many people said the article had been really valuable to them. And what happened on the back of that was quite interesting because one of the things I said I did was have a load of conversations with coaches who are further down the road than me. Um, uh, and, you know, essentially that actual thing, having those conversations is why I ended up creating the podcast because they were so formative for me. You know, I mentioned some of the people in that article, a woman called Isabel, um, 
uh, you know, God, then that who, who else was it? Am I totally escaping me at the moment? Isabel's one was really formative, um, but there were a, a bunch of other uh, coaches who really helped me at that time, um, including, of course, Phil, who's been on the podcast, and 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 Mike Toller from the coaching school, Vegard Olsen from Coaching Partner, who is another person who was a real mentor to me in that early stage, one of the trainers on the program that I did. Um, anyway, a bunch of people started reaching out to me um, who was saying can I catch up and talk to you about coaching and I would say yes because you know why not um, and then what was really interesting was I loved those conversations I was doing some work with my um, coach at the time Joel Monk about the zone of genius I think Joel had just read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks great book and, and we'll probably come back to the zone of genius later on and uh, Joel had me answer the questions from The Big Leap that Gay Hendricks gives to help us articulate our unique ability so the idea of the zone of genius um, is that what if there's a sweet spot where the unique gifts we have, um, all the experience we have, uh, everything we do naturally and love to do meet? And what if that's also the place where we can create the most abundance and satisfaction with the least amount of time spent? And the closer and closer we get to that, the more impact we can have in the world and the more um, successful we can be along whatever uh along whatever lines of success are important to us. And, you know, what I sometimes say to people about the idea of the zone of genius is whether you like it, whether it exists or not, it's a really useful thought experiment to ask ourselves, to say, if this was true for me, that the things that I love the most and am uniquely gifted at in the world match up with the world's needs in such a way that I can create more abundance from doing this this thing that I love and am great at than anything else, what would that be? And that's a great uh, thing to set your creativity on. Some beautiful questions in that book, um, which Joel sent to me and I answered. And one of them is, I, I can't remember the exact details now, actually, but it's something like, what could you do? Like, what do you love most to do? Like, what work do you do that doesn't feel like work? What could you spend all day doing and you wouldn't get tired and bored? And I just come off this beautiful conversation with a, a coach who was slightly less experienced than me um, and she was just totally energized by it. And I was like, I could have had that conversation with her all day. Um, and that was the beginning of the Coach's Journey group program. Because that was the point where I was like, ah, I love talking to coaches about coaching. Then a little later on, um, I signed up for a group coaching program with Rich Litvin. Um and he's a, an amazing coach, author of the book, The Prosperous Coach. Um, and one of the great things about receiving coaching, I think well, I wrote an article about six reasons, you know, that you should hire a coach if you're a coach and that that's the most important thing you can do um, for your coaching business. And one of the reasons for that is you can see how other people work. And when you see how other people do things, you get this great thing. You, you, you realize I could do that. And then you get to choose. I could do that. Uh, would I do it? Will I do it? Should I do it? Um, and doing the group program with Rich, you know, it's really hard for me not to do that and think, yeah, I could have a group program for coaches. I and then, I, then it starts, right? I love having conversations with coaches. What if I had a few of them and they paid me money and uh, it was as powerful for them as this group program with Rich is for me? Uh, and then that means we're probably at stage two of the program. Now, it took me a while to get going on that. Um, 
I had to get through some resistance about working with coaches. There's a sense that there's too many people selling to coaches. Um, a bunch of them are uh, look a bit too shiny to me <laughs> and a bit uh, sleazy salesperson. I get loads these days of LinkedIn requests from people who want to sell to coaches. I had a lot of like, ah, do I want to do that? Isn't every coach selling to coaches? And then during that work with Rich, I realized, no, not everyone is and not everyone wants to, but I actually quite do. Like, I love the craft of coaching um, and I would love to support coaches. And so then I had a few things. So I have this this thing that I think maybe I love to do, which is have conversations with coaches about coaching and their businesses. Um, and that might be a part of my zone of genius or I might be able to get into my zone of genius by doing that. And then I've got this article, which kind of showed me that there was a real desire for some reason for what I had to say about coaching. Like thousands of people had sh- had clicked on that article, read it, shared it, all these kinds of things. So despite what felt to me like a crowded market of people selling to coaches, um, some people liked what I had to say. So there's some kind of need there from coaches to, for, for support of the kind that I might be able to offer for growing their businesses, living life as a coach. And then I had to decide, do I want to do this? Uh, And there was this other possibility, of course. Part of it was, how do I want to work with coaches? Do I want to work with them one-on-one? What else could I do? You know, what future might be unlocked, I guess, by, by having a group program for coaches? And... You know, there are some things to be said about group programs. They make working with a coach more affordable, usually, because the price of a group program tends to be less than the price of one-on-one work. Um, So they kind of provide my business with that, which as my fees for one-on-one work were creeping up, I was kind of aware might be pricing out more um, coaches who I might love to work with from working with me one-on-one. And there's also a sense that it you know, they then become clients. And once you've worked with someone, they might work with you again. They might refer other people to you. And and that is kind of useful too. One of the things that Rich said to me is, you know, um, fr- group people that have done his groups always come back or, or go on to do something else with him. And that was true of me. I went to one of his intensives in LA um, after I'd done that program with or, or during the time that I was doing that program. Um, of course, I bought his book and send lots of people lots and lots of people his way. So there was that sense too. Um, And I think that that probably then got me to the the main stumbling block I then had with this group program. And here's how I, here's some thoughts now about starting group programs was how do I go about this? Like if I wanted to do this, what do I do? And that's what, and this is is another reason why doing a group program is useful because I happen to be speaking to Minor Arias, who's a guest on, I think, episode three of the podcast and minor is a costa rican coach amazing man um it's a beautiful conversation that we have in that podcast episode and bizarrely when i started this program with rich which is coaching salon um i moved from southwest london where i happen to live you know kind of a mile and a mile away maybe from someone in the group to costa rica because of my wife's work for a few months i, I stayed out there uh, about uh, just a few miles away from where minor lived in in Escazú on the outskirts of San Jose, Costa Rica. Um, so I think it was a conversation that Minor and I had out there. And 
he explained how he had a group program. And it turned out he just used the prosperous coach approach, which is how I built my business, invitation and referral, um, to create a group program. And it was just so obvious then. Oh, of course. Well, I just invite a lot of people into some calls where I gift them an experience of my coaching and then trust, you know, give them the absolute best experience I can and then trust that they that some of them will become members of the group. Um and it's like, once he'd said that, it's like, oh, it's so obvious. Why wouldn't I do it like that? Perfect. Um, but first, you know, I was in this place of um, working on the zone of genius, of saying no to things so I could say yes to other things. I was playing with Warren Buffett's um, five things, 25 things lists game, um, which is where you, you know, make a list of all the things you want to do and then you narrow it down to the five and then the the, the other 20, they have to become your don't touch with a barge pole list. Otherwise, they are the things that really get in the way of us doing the top five things. So what I did first to really experiment was I was like, I love having conversations with coaches, but would running a group program for coaches be something that I would absolutely love to do? And so what I did was as a starting point, but also as a way, you know, I kind of knew that if I did go ahead, this would be useful. I invited, I think like a bunch of the coaches that I knew to come to some group calls and around two test calls for the coach's journey where I got a bunch of coaches on them. I think there's like four or five on one, seven or eight on another. Some of them were the same people. Um, and I gifted them an experience so that I could find out if I wanted to run a group program. Did I love doing um, group coaching with coaches in the way that I thought I might? And of course, I borrowed loads from Rich, uh, an absolute master at, at, at group coaching, um, and we did those and I did them from Costa Rica in, uh, autumn 2017. And, uh, <laughs> my memory of them is one of them was good and the other one was a bit less good. And one of them felt kind of good and one of them felt really nervy, but between them, I kind of knew after I'd done that, that there was enough excitement there that I would do some more. Um, so I procrastinated on a little bit, but in the end, then I did what I said I would do. I did put it out publicly, but mostly I just sent out a whole load of invitations to fill out a bunch of um, uh, a bunch of intro a bunch of intro calls for that program. And yeah, a lot of those people I invited were you know coaches that I knew, people I trained with. I'd also helped out um, on a couple of other coach training courses. There were some people from that. And there were a load of people who'd kind of contacted me, added me on LinkedIn. I'd had conversations with on the back of that article. And from that, I got two coaches, amazing coaches, um, who joined that first year of the coach's journey. Essentially, that's the method of enrollment that I then used for the second and third years, um, inviting as many people as uh, coaches as I could think of who I'd connected with in the previous year or, or, or previously to that onto intro calls getting them into that space where they could experience group coaching with me, connect with other coaches, and then uh, went from there. And that essentially gives us um, the enrollment process for the coach's journey. Um, it gives us how I started my group coaching program, although there may be loads of questions about that, and feel free, of course, to ask them wherever you're reading this or, or, or send them to me, and, and I can either answer them or, or do another another video. And it also starts to unpack what really are the kind of, you know, I've mentioned three of them, and I'll tell you what they are in a sec, but there are, and then there are really four 
um, now that I think about uh, criteria for deciding whether to do something new in my business. And I'll get onto those in a sec. What I'm realizing is, <laughs> what I'm realizing as I make a podcast episode by myself is that I'm kind of out of breath. Uh, and I need to pause this to give myself a chance to edit and, and break things, but also um, to have a drink of water, to take a breath. And then I'm going to talk about those four criteria that I think about these days. And I'm going to talk about a couple more group programs, um, that that one-on-one -on -one piece of work that I've just started this autumn, which really got me thinking about how I think about new work. Um, and then um, the ways that, that you can support the coach's journey um, podcast and my other work going forward and or join the Coach's Journey community which is um, another piece of new work that I will tell you about shortly so uh, it's actually worth first um, talking about the other two group programs um, that I have run in one case and tried to run in another and failed because um, they, they probably pick off the last piece of uh, is uh, insight or wisdom or advice that I have about group coaching programs. Um, and it came from Rich as well, um, my friend Kristen, who is also a guest on, on the podcast. Um, she was talking to Rich in one of the calls about, about this, and he gave this piece of advice, like, you start a group, pro if, you, if you don't have the group ready to go, you start the group program when the first person signs up and then the next person joins when they're ready and then the next person and the next person and have rolling entry. Um, and that struck me as more sustainable for me um, if I wanted to have more than one group program because quite a lot of work I was finding, um, especially the, f well, I, you know, each of the three years that I've run the Coach's Journey group program, there's been quite a lot of work. Um, in fact, coaches on this year's program kind of, you know, two of them were like kind of freaked out by the idea that I'd sent 40 invitations in one week as part of that enrollment. Now, I think that was in the first year, but, you know, that's like if you want to enroll in the way that I do and you want to fill, um, you want to fill four or five intro calls with coaches, you, you know, you can't just send two invitations, right? Um so yeah, absolutely. I, I you know I sent four, 40 odd in one week, one year, and and you know probably comparable numbers in the other years. It's just a chance to reach out, and you know it's a really nice thing to invite people into, and a, and a beautiful um, gift to send that, in my view. But for people who are who are like the idea of sending an invitation to someone is really high energy, then obviously that sounds a bit scary. Um, so, but but even with the ability to do that, I realised that like if I had to do that, you know, that was quite a lot of work over a six week period, probably a little more on the, on the enrollment process. And I wasn't sure that I had the energy to enroll in that way for another group program each year. So with both of the other two group programs that I've uh, publicized, launched, um, over the last few years, I decided to try Rich's rolling entry piece, which is, yeah, when the first person signs up, you start the program. Then when the next person comes along into my orbit, start that program. Um, uh, they join, sorry, not start that program. They join the, the group with the first person uh, and then a third person joins whenever and, and you keep going like that. And then at some point the first person leaves and, and it's just second pe people two and three and on you go. Um now, in practice, I haven't actually, despite having launched two programs like that, I've never actually run the group in that way. So I tried a few things. So the first group program I launched um, 
after the coach's journey was the pioneering women program and that was a, a group that i was just so um so inspired to create and uh, it happened because i just saw this pattern which was i think i had three clients maybe four all women in their you know le- older than 27 let's say younger than 35 and just the intensity of the challenge for women in in that period in their life you know i've seen it also with you know my wife and 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 uh you know other friends and family as well um you know it's just so much again i, I don't know why i'm re- referencing peterson so much in this interview but he says a beautiful thing about this he says you know there's this thing where women suddenly have to get their whole life in order in the space of about two years um and that when he was a practicing um again this is jordan peterson when he was a practicing psychologist you know, he would regularly get high-flying female clients in around that age group who yeah it was a really difficult period and that you know i've continued to see that in different ways and i just thought it would be an amazing i would love love to have got when i had those three or four people at once i was having separate one-on-one conversations with them i would have loved to have got them in a room together so they could see that it wasn't just them that it was a challenge and they could feed off each other's courage and wisdom and uh you know intelligence and all those kinds of things and I didn't do that at that time. I, I didn't even have the kind of courage or the like. Um, I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't empowered by myself to create programs. I probably would do it now. I'd invite all those people just into an afternoon one one day. Um, but what I realised was I could create that anyway because it was later because it was such an important thing. And and the way I tried to do that was this: I decided to set aside one slot every week. I think it was every week. Every Friday morning, I would just hold that slot and I invited a bunch of interesting people who would, uh, women who would fit into that group to just have a gift of a coaching conversation. And this is like, do I love this work as much as I think I will? So I'm asking that question at this point. And am I getting in my zone of genius? And is there really a need? Um, and it was close. <laughs> in the end, what I ended up doing was I, I got the first person for the group and did an amazing six months of work with her. And I absolutely loved it. Um, and um, I never got the second person. And I had some really close calls. So I had someone who would have been the second person, but she uh, actually got pregnant. And so it just felt like the wrong time. I had someone else who later became a client, um, again, who could have been a client at that point and, and a great member for that group. And there were a couple of other, I think, close calls as well, maybe, but those two in particular stick in mind. And what I realized was, yeah, that program to get it rolling would have taken me just more energy than uh, I ever felt like I had to give to it. So if I if I had upped the number of invitations, the number of gifted sessions that I was giving away, all these kind of things, I think that I could have got that program rolling. And once it was rolling, it would have it would have been a different thing, giving me more energy in that way. But, you know, as I was playing with my priorities at that time. Putting in an enormous amount of work into that just didn't ever feel like quite the right thing for me. So in the end, uh, particularly when I launched the next group program that I'll talk about, I um, quietly removed that from the website. And look, here's a here's a lesson, right? I didn't until now post on LinkedIn. I posted on LinkedIn. There's a little article you can read it um, on my website or on LinkedIn about the pioneering women program. Why I was setting it up. I didn't put a big post up when I stopped it. Um, I'm not sure why that was. It just didn't feel like the right thing to do. Um, I didn't think it was because I was trying to hide anything particularly here, as you can hear um, 
I'm happy to talk about it. Um, but I didn't do that. And so it's really important that you know that, right? That we all announce the big shiny things and we rarely talk about the slightly messy, uh, dirty, dusty things that we do, like taking the Pioneering Women program offline because for now it's not the thing that I'm going to work uh, work on. Now, I still love doing work with, with those women uh, in that age group, um, facing those challenges of, of career and family and relationship and in a very short period of time. Um, but I don't do it through that group program and I don't really talk about that um, to potential clients anymore. Okay, so um, part of the reason I took the Pioneering Women program offline was because I came up with another group program that I felt just somehow just met my needs of my business and me at that point a little more tightly. Um, Possibly I pulled back from the Pioneering Women program. Like I got a bit of flack. That's the most flack I've ever, uh, I've got in my career when I first launched that. You can find it on the LinkedIn article about, about the Pioneering, I think it's called the Pioneering Women of Our Age. It's just a little flack from people, entirely predictable saying, you know, essentially, what have you got to do? How can you, a man, lead a group of women? And, um, you know, we could have a long conversation about that. Um, you know, again, kind of predictable that, that people of a certain viewpoint would find that, I guess the, the buzzword would be problematic. Um, but and but there may have been some real stuff for me around that, like some vulnerability and some fear of like, yeah, maybe people just don't want me to do this. Now, looking back, I think that was like resistance and it was understandable fear uh, or discomfort on my part. But I think really it was it was not that. It was just about the reason the program didn't take off was because really there wasn't an ecosystem there for it to take off without me putting in quite a lot of energy in terms of invitations and creating new content and and that kind of thing. And, you know, my experience of it was real, which was, um, do I want to uh, run this program or is there an easier program for me to run, which people will buy into more? Uh, So that was part of it. (laughs) And part of it, also a thing that I'd seen was that but I was worried that a bunch of my early clients, who I absolutely loved working with, um, a mixture of career changers and people who ran small businesses, just wouldn't have become my clients if my fees had been what they were at this point. Um, I think this point was uh, early 2019. That um, just people wouldn't have become... Uh, clients at this point, you know, some of my favorite people wouldn't have become clients at this point because they wouldn't have made the investment or the commitment. Um, or because the engagement, a six-month intense engagement, would have been overkill for them. I don't know if you can hear that on the recording. There's some like strange noise, perhaps upstairs or downstairs in, in, my, in my building uh, in the background. Um, so I was worried that these people wouldn't have become clients. Um, and that was just... Like there were some really wonderful people also that I had said no to me and I'd referred on to other coaches like Katie, who's a, who's a guest on episode one of this podcast because she has lower fees than me generally um, and does a different kind of work to me. And so, the, but there were some beautiful people I'd sent on to her essentially and who I'd have loved to work with. And I was like, this isn't quite meeting what I want from my business. I don't want to be sending all these people away. Some of them should go to Katie because she'd be a much better service for them than me but some of them I would do wonderful work with how can I solve this problem um, and I'd been coming around more and more to the idea of zone of genius being important to my work and so I had the idea that I could have uh, a zone of genius focused group 
Um, I called it the Genius Accelerator, and that I might there in there be able to put together some career change people, some people who wanted to face leadership challenges but weren't ready for a um, for a six month one on one engagement. It was too big a personal time investment, financial investment, whatever. Um, and I could bring some of the experience of what can be great about group programs from the coach's journey, uh, the things I'd learned from Rich, and put them in this place. So I had this idea, and I hadn't done anything about it until three people showed up um, to be a part, who, you know, who all fitted those bills. And they were all interested in working with me all around the same time, mid-2019. So kind of, I think it was May, June, July they showed up. We started September. Uh, this must have been 2018, because this is definitely not this year. So it must have been 2018 that I'm talking about, not 2019. So um, they all showed up at once. And one, again, one of the things I definitely took away from that group program with Rich is you can just make this stuff up. And so I made it up in that moment. I saw the people and I thought, right, I'm going to propose. to. I think there were two at first and then a third showed up partway through this. I'm going to propose the Zone of Genius group to these people. I'm going to tell them that it's new. I'm going to explain how I think it'll work. I'm going to explain that we'll create it together. And they all said yes. Uh, two initially and then a third one joined. And we ran that program for six months. Um, now, what's interesting about this, given what I've just said about the Pioneering Women program, is that two of the members of that group, I think if I'd still been running the Pioneering Women program at that point, if I'd wanted to, they would have become members of that group, of, of the Pioneering Women group. Um, so it's really interesting that, that as soon as I closed that group, essentially, uh, and started the new one, I got two perfect people um, who, who fit into that that category and we ended up having those conversations just in a different place so maybe the name maybe me doing that and calling it that was too much um pioneering women but um i'm so glad i got to do that work with those those two people in the zone of genius group um anyway just before these three were coming to an end interestingly so i didn't quite get to do the overlap um Another person came to join the Zone of Genius group. Um, I was going to join them into that group. And then when I spoke to the members about it, I just realized, we realized together, it, it won't quite work. It was just too close to the end. Like, we were going to get two calls of overlap with kind of cohort one. Um, and uh, one of those would be wrapping up cohort one, six months of work. And there wouldn't be time to get to know each other. And in the end, I changed my mind and launched a new cohort with the, with the fourth person that had come along. Um, and then partly perhaps because of COVID, partly because of just chance, I ended up just doing that uh, engagement one-on-one with people. And look, if you're going to run group programs in that way, you know, I think you've got to make peace with the idea you might end up running with one person. Um, or the alternative would be you just do the work with the one person. Uh, you could do a call a month um, until the um, until the second person comes, and that's when the group program starts proper. Um, yeah, to throw in another piece of Litvin wisdom... Um, uh, when I run the coach's journey enrollment, um, just to finish off some of the group coaching stuff, I think to finally finish it off in this moment. Um, when I do the coach's journey enrollment, I start weekly calls with people who have signed up as soon as um, they sign up, which means that there's a real incentive fee for people to sign up and get going. And then I close the doors at some point after everyone who's in the ecosystem has said yes or no, basically. Um, and start the program proper at that point. So it means that the people who sign up early get bonus sessions, which is a a nice thing to offer. And you can play with that in all kinds of ways. Brilliant. So 
time for me to take a breath before coming back to talk more about the criteria I use for new kinds of work and uh, as an example for that using the one-on-one engagement that I just created this autumn. I was just thinking on my little break, I should have got someone else in to interview me about this. I feel like um, it's a lot harder work doing a monologue um, than it is having a conversation. Isn't that interesting? Maybe it's just that it's kind of 4.20pm and I need a cup of tea or uh, something to eat. Um, yeah, so when I sat down to make this episode, I... Well, I, before I sat down to make it, actually, because I've been procrastinating on making this for about three weeks, tell resistance um, is at work. Um, yeah, when I sat down, like, three criteria for how I make work kind of fell out easily. Um, and they are, you know, do I love it? Right? Is it a part of my zone of genius in that way? Um and, you know, you could hear that in the, like, do I, you know, where the coach's journey came from, right? It's from those conversations with coaches. Um, the genius accelerator came from, there are these people that I absolutely love working with and they're not working with me now because I'm, my one-on-one work is too expensive. How can I, how can I do this work that I love? Um, you know, and I also tested that, right, with, with the coach's journey. It's like, um, do, do I love working with coaches in a group? <laughs> um if not, I shouldn't. I shouldn't launch a group program. And and luckily, I loved it enough, or I got that enough of that excited feeling, and I could kind of feel my nerves with the other part. Um, and the second one is, does it meet a need? This is the, so the first criteria is, do I love it? The second criteria is, does it meet a need that I can really feel or see? And with the coach's journey again, it's like there was this need for. Um, there was this need from coaches for content from me or like there was this appetite for it at least and it felt like there was a need um, because I could see a lot of other coaches I knew not having businesses that were running as smoothly or as successfully as mine not that mine has been totally smooth or successful by any stretch of the imagination you know I certainly don't make hundreds of thousands of pounds or anything like that but I did have a business that supported me um, more than my previous work my previous work was in the UK charity sector you know draw from that what you want i'm making definitely making tens of thousands and not hundreds of thousands of pounds um and again i could really feel the need with the pioneering women program right i was i could just see it it was like these four amazing inspiring women reaching this kind of crunch point in their life and just what a difference it would make to them if if i could have brought them those four brilliant women together and again the zone of genius group like the need that i saw in the world there was a little different um so at that point i'd kind of had this i'd seen um the futurist jordan hall talk about what he how he felt we could we as a race could deal with existential level um threat and what he said was um, he'd been thinking about this for a decade and that really it's about understand you know i'm paraphrasing massively here but what i saw is it's about understanding the unique place that we you can contribute i can contribute um, to the world because of my experience and my uh, genes and what I love to do and uh, all that kind of thing and finding the place where the world needs that and that's the zone of genius and only when we do that can we be sure that we're doing everything to make the world sure the world is better and to make sure we deal with the potential catastrophes that that humans are facing in the modern world and he has another piece which is more about 
um, becoming our higher selves or what he calls sovereign. And that's what the book, The Power to Choose, which I'm working on, is about. Um, but he, but that first part is about the zone of genius. And so I could kind of feel that the world needs that. I could see that people need that because often that's what they're asking when they want to change career. People want to be doing work that they love and that they're good at and that contributes to the world. So I could see, again, the, the need there. And with the group programs as well, I guess the other part of it was that I'm always asking myself, is, is it good for my business? Is it good for me being able to continue doing this work that I love, making my business sustainable um, and, and everything like that? And those group programs were good for that. They potentially were extra income. They potentially were um, both more income for me than one-on-one work, although group program definitely takes more energy than a one-on-one client, whilst making it more accessible to other people, which is important to me as part of my work. And then, but what I realized um, more recently is there is definitely a a fourth part of all this, um, which even I, who kind of do constantly remind, try and remind myself of it, have to, you know, sometimes forget, which is, is this new part of my business good for my life? Um, And, you know, one of the really nice things that I think is in the book, The Prosperous Coach, is, you know, I think this is from that, otherwise it's something that I've heard Rich say, is that a prosperous coach builds, understands the life they want and then builds a business to support that rather than vice versa. Because most of us, that's part of the end goal that we want from our work anyway, is to support us to have the life we want. But we need to start doing it now. Um, And so I need to remind myself always to ask, um, is this new business idea good for my life? Um, And uh, (laughs) it's not always, right? Because we can put a lot of, like I can put a lot of energy into the Coach's Journey group program. If that makes my January, February, March really stressful and strained, then it's not necessarily good for my life. Um, this year, for example, coming up, um, my wife is having a baby. We're having a baby in January. Um, I'm not going to be doing that enrollment of the Coach's Journey group program because it's not good for my life to be doing it whilst I've got, you know, as long as nothing goes wrong, touch words, some little person that, that needs my attention and I want to give my attention there. So that's the fourth thing we've got to ask. Is it good for um, our lives? Do I love it? Does it meet a need in the world? Is it good for the the ongoing success of my business, being sustainable, enabling me to do work that I love? And is it good for my life? And you don't have to ask them in that order. But those are definitely um, those are definitely the questions to ask. And then just to give another example of me using that, um, my one-on-one practice has been much more quiet. Uh, this year. Now, I don't know why that is. There's a bunch of reasons that might be. Partly, I think my energy for my business has been has been low um, because of some stuff that's happened in my personal life in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I think dealing with some grief really has, I think that took some energy, uh, some of the kind of enthusiasm and energy I've often had for my business out of me while I've been dealing with that. Um, some of it may be coincidence, some of it may be COVID-19. But I was sitting kind of um, end of June or July thinking, I've got kind of a free autumn. <laughs> what shall I do with that? Um, and then I had an idea, which is, again, partly coming from this place of, you know, particularly in COVID-19. And like, I wonder if, uh, you know, I wonder if there's a group of people who 
want to do some coaching but don't have the kind of money now. I, what I, one of the things I've noticed during coronavirus is it's a it feels like a much bigger ask to ask people to commit the kind of money that I currently ask, which is like four or five thousand pounds to do a six month engagement, uh, and so then eight or nine thousand to do a a twelve month engagement. Like that's a bigger amount of money for the people I'm speaking to because of the uncertainty that's around. So I felt like I was missing out on some, again, working with some great people. So like, is that good for my business? Uh, and is there a need there? Well, it would be good for my business to work with people I'd love to work with. I'd love that. And there's a need for coaching here, which my current engagements are not meeting. And for my business, I've got this space. Uh, and then is it, you know, is there a need in my life? Well, I need some money in so that I can take time off to be with my baby. Uh, and so here we've got a, a problem that needs solving. And the way that, you know, I love solving a problem. You know, the reason I've got these four criteria is because I love it when you can find one thing to solve four problems. Or you can find one thing which takes advantage of four opportunities or a mixture of those things. And I just wondered, I wonder what it'd be like to run a short engagement again. Like just that people could start in September and finish by Christmas. So then the fee can be lower than my normal one-on-one work. Um... And it might work for the people that have been knocking around a while that I love working with, but haven't been back to work with me recently. Uh, And it might work for the people that I've spoken to this year where the investment of a normal six or 12 month engagement was too much. And I don't really want to do any six month engagements right now because I'm going to be taking time off at Christmas and then time off for paternity leave. So what if I create a new engagement? And then if I, and then you get into get to be creative. It's like, if I was going to create a new engagement that started in September and finished before Christmas, what would it look like? Uh, how would it be the, how can I make it really exciting and powerful? Cause I have some doubts right over um, short-term coaching. That's why I don't offer it or haven't offered it for a few years. So why am I offering it now? And then I had to think about that and I thought, well, there's a few tools, a few bits of coaching technology that I can bring in now around really getting into the why of people and what would make a difference to them between now and the end of their life, making the topic really focused and bringing in the sense of practice that I learned as part of a a training I did this year and how practice is vital. So uh, then I can create an engagement and I can put it out to people. And what I did, just so that you know how how I do these things... I thought of the kind of five or six people that I've spoken to, uh, either as they've been clients or they've been almost clients. And I thought, um, and I wrote to them and I said, look, I've got this idea. Do you want to speak about it? It might not be right for you at all. It might be great. Um, From that, I had kind of two who were really interested but didn't decide to do it and one who ended up signing up. So there's one client created. Then I put it out to my mailing list. And actually from that, I think we might end up with, you know, I felt like I probably had capacity for four or maybe max five. And I think I might end up with four or maybe max five. So I'm really surprised by that, I should say. That's the first time I've ever created clients by just sending a message to my email list. And we'll see when I speak to those people exactly how um, that pans out and exactly whether it's the right thing for them. But just to give you a sense, again, we've got this idea that do I love the idea of doing this engagement? Does it meet a need I can see or feel? So do I love it? Well, I'm going to make it so I love it. And we'll get to that again in a sec. Does it meet a need I can see or feel? Well, there are these people that, that, that at the moment aren't don't feel able to commit £4,000, £5,000 to coaching. But maybe they would commit £1,800, £1,900, £2,000. Let's see. 
And they definitely want coaching. They've told me that and I can trust and believe them. Is it good for my business? Well, yes, I've got capacity to do some one-on-one work. And, um, you know, my coaching, I'm always more energized in my business when I'm coaching people I love to coach. And so getting two or three more of those will make a massive difference to my business. And also, is it good for my life? Well, yes, because I need to be able to take off this time next year. That's the most important thing to me. And is it good for my life? Well, I'm a better person to be around. I enjoy my life more when my work is going well. So if I can create a client or two, and it was really interesting to see that as that started to happen for the first time in a while, I hadn't had a new one-on-one client, probably only had like one this year. And actually that was the person who, who was supposed to be a member of the Genius Accelerator group, but ended up just being one person. So that's like quite a long time. Um, and apart from that is some uh, some really uh, beautiful associate work that I do which is slightly different feels like a slightly different thing but as soon as I started creating these new clients in my business my feeling in my life changed I just had more energy I was uh, you know there's just some it really felt like that uh, beautiful metaphor that I think I learned from uh, who knows who this is from maybe my brother maybe Fred Kaufman uh, you know he'll like being they might he'll, you and might like being confused with with Fred I think I've heard them both say different things like money is the lifeblood of the business it's not the point of the business. But if you don't have any lifeblood in your business, it's really hard to have energy to do things. Um, and I just really felt that um, this autumn when these uh, new clients first started working with me. Uh, and I should say also, I was then able, once I'd pitched this idea out to a couple of people, I had someone show up um, just on my radar through the referral uh, you know, um, ecosystem that has been that is out there, kind of referral critical mass rolling who this was a great engagement for. So I was able to propose this engagement to that person too. So that tells you again, brings to life, I hope, these four criteria. Do I love it? Does it meet a need I can see or feel? Is it good for my business? And is it good for my life? And that brings us to these questions applied to the Coach's Journey podcast, um, this part of my business uh, and... uh, some other thoughts I've been having, um, which I'm going to get to uh, after this uh, little short jingle. And by the time again, I've uh, had a little drink and uh, collected my thoughts. Okay. It's really interesting to notice how telling stories is easy uh, in this podcast. And for some reason, talking about what's coming up feels a little harder. Um, so that's interesting. That, that's interesting in itself, and let's see how that goes. Essentially, what this, this brings me to is the last nine months or so, particularly, perhaps, perhaps slightly longer than that. You know, perhaps some of that was there when I first launched the podcast, um, and in some ways, I, I, I could and perhaps should another time retell the story of the podcast along those those four questions. Um, what I've discovered, though, from a year of the podcast, which is, it pretty much is now, is that I really like having the conversations. I discovered I don't like, I don't love uh, editing and writing the marketing for the podcast. So what I've done to make it manageable so that I can keep making this podcast is delegate some of that work um, to a copywriter and an editor. And it's made the whole thing, you know, I, I do love having these conversations with amazing people. I even love making this thing, having a conversation with um, audacity or, you know, you, of course, but really with myself. Um So I do really love making this podcast and there's a problem for me in my business. So do I love it? Yes. 
Is there a need? Yes. One of the reasons that I uh, made the podcast was because I just realised there wasn't. It didn't really exist. Now, actually, it kind of does. There are a few ones that I've come across as time goes on. Um, you should check them out. Um, Jamie Smart has one that he mentioned for coaches. There's one called I think This Coaching Life, which is worth checking this out. There's even a couple of guests like Kathy Presland that have, that have been on both. And at some point, I'll 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 get around to inviting Phil, um, who's the host of that, onto the show. Um, I've yeah I haven't sent him an invite yet, but he's on my list next. So, but there is a need. Like lots of people have written to me to tell me that they they really like this podcast. But the question is, is it good for my business? And the answer at the moment is I'm not quite sure. Um, it, especially with the costs of the editor and the uh, copywriter, it's costing me quite a lot of money every year. Like not an enormous amount, but given the the time that I put in as well, it's it's not an insignificant investment. So there's a question, <laughs> which I'm sitting with. I also got a really interesting thing happen um, last year, which gave... So that's like a really practical analysis of the podcast along those lines. That had a really interesting and more qualitative thing happen. Um, enrolling the Coaches Journey Group program uh, in 2020, which is three, maybe four, I, I can't remember exactly, people who were kind of in conversation with me um, about... Uh, and I talked about this a little bit at the end of the of the co- com, uh, podcast episode with Toku McCree. He asked me some great questions and this start, kind of came out. And then I was like, ah, it needs a bit more explanation. So it's just partly why we're here, but um, and also partly why there's a little postscript on that episode. So let's say there were four people who might have joined the Coach's Journey program and they decided to join. The, <laughs> they decided to get their coaching instead from guests of the podcast. And that got me kind of annoyed because, and it's worth saying this because it is important that you know this, right? That I operate from a spirit of generosity and I know that my higher self and me at my absolute best knows that, look, if they have chosen to work with a different coach than me, that's amazing. And every guest I've had on the podcast is an amazing coach. And, and anyone who goes off and chooses to work with them over me um, is uh, making a great decision. And I'm really happy if I was part of connecting you like I know that on a high level and then on a like ego level it's really upsetting because how does my business work if I'm giving away all my clients and what if the group program can't continue to run because too many people go off and work with whoever it is whether it's Marianne or Katie or Marsha or Jamie or any of these amazing guests that we've had on the show who do great great work with coaches now on the highest level you should go and do that if you're really attracted to working with Jamie or or, or, or Chris, who's coming up in an episode, um, or, or um, Katie or Marianne or anyone else, like please go and do that. They're amazing. Don't feel guilty about it by any means. And I knew that that wasn't the thing that I wanted. Right? I didn't want those people to feel guilty and work with me out of obligation or guilt. So what is the signal in the noise of my stress and frustration about these people working with other people? That's the question that I'm often asking. Um, like, what about my feeling and my reaction here is useful? And what came up for me when I asked that question was, was something that Seth Godin says in his book, I think it's in This Is Marketing. I, I did his marketing seminar, which is really interesting learning experience and, and made some great connections on there. That Generosity doesn't always mean free. And there's then a question that came up for me, which is, how is it, like, I actually ask a lot of my clients, you know, for the coach's journey this year, it was £2,000, you know, or more if paid in installments. That's a lot of money um, for some people. For some people listening, that'll seem like a tiny amount of money. For others, it feels like a, a big amount of money. 
people can have a, a lot from me for free, right? They can have the podcast, they can come to the intro calls, um, and that's all as a gift from me, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally happy to be generous about that. Or they can pay me two grand. Now, I know that the two grand is an important part of the commitment. Paying a fee for coaching, paying it up front, paying it for us, giving yourself that kind of investment. These are all really amazing gifts we can give to our clients. And there was something ungenerous about what I was doing. And I kind of spotted that. Because if people did, all of those people may have been perfectly served by going and working with somebody else who, who they've heard of on the program, mostly with Katie Harvey. Um, and, you know, if, if that's perfect, if that's why. But what if they're doing that because they can't afford a £2,000 investment or they just don't, they're not able to make that commitment to themselves? And Katie makes it really easy for them by making it a £300 investment, which renews every month. Like, really interesting business model, different to mine. There's a competition there going on, which is quite interesting. It's making me innovate. That's all good. It's making me think, is there something else I want to offer? And it made me realize there's something not very generous of me about forcing those people to choose between nothing uh, with me or those few gifts or working with someone else or a £2,000 investment. And it just has since then, that has been in the back of my mind as one of these problems. It's like, we're going to get to in a minute that what I think might be the elegant solution to all these problems. So the first problem I'm facing is how do I pay for this podcast um, in the long term? How do I make it sustainable for my business? The second is there's these people that might really want to work with me, but because I of my pricing, they're kind of driven to somebody else. And if they would love to work with me, maybe I need to find a way for them to do that. And... You know, there's something about the coach's journey enrollment process. And Toku McCree, again, in that episode, he talks about his program, the, the Samurai Coaching Dojo. If you're interested in that, like, um, again, I think Toku, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's an amazing episode. He's a really interesting guy with for, for all kinds of reasons. He brings a lot of um, depth and rigor to his work and to coaching. I think it's really, I'm really glad he's in the industry, um, as I am all the guests, that, again, that I've had on the show. But Toku talks about the killing himself by doing the prosperous coach approach for group programs and there's a sense of that for me so i have this problem which is i find the enrollment process for the coach's journey as i've been doing it like quite attritional it's, it's quite something to take the punishment of lots and lots of no's all at once even for me even after five years of practicing and there's a lot of stuff that i'm doing in that enrollment process that isn't my zone of genius. Again, asking those questions. So do I love it? Do I love the enrollment process of the coach's journey? No. Okay. Um, now, one solution to that is to delegate that. And, and, and given different personal circumstances, that might be there. But there is a problem there to be solved, solved at some point in some way. Um, then there's another problem, which is that I'm having a baby in January. So the Coach's Journey group program will not be happening in its normal slot, which is kind of March start, September finish, um, because it takes a couple of months of run-up. And I'm not going to be able to do that because beautiful baby swell is due um, 11th of Jan or 10th of Jan, depending on whether you're doing it by um, scan. And I've forgotten which it is. Um, don't tell Emma um, or the baby when it's born. that I forgot when it was due. Um so that's another problem, right? I'm not going to be running the Coach's Journey group program in its normal slot. And I'm sitting with that. 
And there's all these beautiful coaches who I love working with, who love what I'm making, and I'm not going to be able to serve them, at least in the first half of next year. And I've got a load of questions. You've heard me asking them in this in this uh, episode already about affordability of coaching. Um, what do I think about that? Pr- mostly throughout my journey, I've been completely happy to gift people a lot. For that to be what makes my... Um, what makes my work accessible? You know, if you come to me and you want to coach with me and I think there might be a there might be a potential, then I'll gift you at least two hours is how I've operated for the last few years and often three or four hours. And that's how I know that I'm giving and that I'm supporting people. Um, and the, the, yes, yeah, some of my work is expensive because I give a lot as part of that. And you get a lot. And some of it is free and that's generous. And there's, of course, as I've said, this other kind of generosity. But I am always thinking, like, what do I think about the affordability of my work? Um, What do I think about what I offer? And so that's a question that I've got here, particularly for coaches, right? Like, how do I put this? It's like, I want to be giving to the world of coaching. £2,000 intense six-month program is perfect for some people. Again, it's not perfect for everyone. And, and these aren't, all, you can hear how these ands and these different problems I'm trying to solve are overlapping. And there's something that I've been being called to. It first arose in when I was doing the marketing seminar, Seth Godin's program. Like, there's a sense of me wanting to create community. And so that's here too. And last of all, um, you know, I, I guess I'm checking in. Is there still a need for me to provide something for coaches? I don't know as part of that, but what I do know um, is there is a need for real, true, authentic um, support for coaches and communities of coaches who want to do that so that they can see what it's really like in the world of coaching uh, and so that they can feel... um, Yeah, so they can feel what it's like to, to, to make this into a real business that can support real people, uh, not this kind of get-rich-quick um, madness that's out there in the world. Like, if you want to get rich quick, don't become a coach. It's hard work, uh, and you have to put yourself through things. Uh, it's a growth process having a business, um, and we need to keep sharing that message. And all that brings us to... Um, the, the new way of working with me, the new way of supporting this podcast that I want to share as part of this episode. Okay, so from now on, there is an opportunity to support the coach's journey, um, the podcast, but also my wider work supporting coaches. Um, I should say at this stage, the podcast will um, always be free, will never be behind a paywall. Um, the interviews will be available as they are now, in full um, to anyone who wants access to them. Um, If you believe in that as a good thing, um, you might just want to support the podcast Um, or you might want to give back to me, but no one should uh, feel obliged to do that. Um, This is really just um, if you can afford it and if you want to support the Coach's Journey podcast, it will mean a lot to me. Um, I'm sure I'll do a little celebration, the first first ones that come in, if indeed any ever come in. and th- there are a bunch of reasons you might want to do that, as you can imagine. Um, you, you love the podcast. You've really valued what it gives. You want to be a part of it. 
in some way um, or you just believe it it should exist and, and really that's why I want to keep doing this work yes I love it and that's partly why but also do I believe there is a need for the podcast absolutely and I want to make it a, a contribution um, to the coaching industry to support coaches to run their businesses and do their work in the right way now at this stage there are going to be three levels of supporter available for you three levels of support that you can give um, and I should say, like I've kind of hinted at it throughout this um, episode, but as well as those four questions, how I make work is um, in an agile launch before you're ready, um, ignore and battle through your resistance way, which means that here's how it's going to start, but we will create how this works um, for going forward together and based on what you want and based on what um, what I can give. So at the start, there are going to be three levels of supporter. So the first level, let's call it uh, let's call it gold, um, because no one who who gives money is anything deserving of anything other than a gold uh, a gold medal. Would be just giving five pounds a month, um, and and that's obviously to feel like you're a part of this of of this of this thing that that we're making together. But also, what I'll do is I'll you'll get at that point advance notice of future guests, um, and a monthly patrons only video update. Um, and the reasons I decided to do those things is those are things I'd love to give to people and I think would be really fun for people to receive. So there's also a, let's call it diamond level uh, supporter. And that means you get everything at the gold level, but you also get thanked by name on an episode when you become a supporter. And that's available if you want to give £10 a month. And then the, the top level if I have no idea if anyone will ever sign up to this. Like It's completely up to you, of course. Um, I, it's there in case anyone is feeling really generous would be to give £50 a month um, absolute hero if you do that uh, and you get everything at the previous levels thanked when you become a supporter video update notice of future guests you also get the chance to submit questions for future guests which I'll bring in if, if I can um, I won't promise to do that because the main thing here is to create the absolute best episode but um but but you get the chance to submit questions for future guests, and I'll use them if I if I if I possibly can, and also get thanked on every episode while you're a patron because um, at that level that's that's serious support. Now it's, it, at this point I should say what will I do with this money? So the first thing is um, I'll use it to cover the cost of making the episodes. Now. The, the, that varies a little bit from episode to episode. This one's less because I'm going to edit it because it's just as easy for me to do that really um, as as getting uh, Ro to do it. Um, that's where it'll go first, editing and copy uh, and the ongoing costs like the website, all that kind of thing. And then when there's um, more money, uh, I'd love to put some money into marketing the podcast so it can reach further and, and wider and support more coaches. And also, as soon as possible, um, potentially do more episodes because it, it makes sense. And maybe one day I get some some money. But that's not really what it's about. It's about supporting this so that I'm not losing out so that we can get this, um, create more of this content and get it out to more people. So those are the reasons you might want to become a supporter if... And you might want to become a supporter only, because we'll get onto the second part of this in a sec. You know, if actually you don't want coaching support from me right now, um, you just want to support this thing. And if you do that, like, I will be so touched. And I've got no idea if that'll happen. We'll play with this. Um, and this is the start of where you can get involved. If um, you would love to pay a different amount, uh, if there's something else that you think I might be able to give you that you'd love to get, 
by all means reach out, let me know. Um, all the details I should say at this stage of this will be on available via The Coach's Journey. If you press the support link at the top of the page, um, thecoachesjourney.com and press the support link or the link will be in the show notes. Um, there's a little video, it'll be on Patreon. There's a little vi- video uh, of me explaining it there as well as all of it being in writing. Okay, so that's if you want to become a supporter of the podcast of The Coach's Journey. The second part, the second offer is to not only support the podcast, but also become a member of the Coach's Journey community. Now, that sounds quite grand. I'll explain what it means in a sec. In the long term, who knows what that becomes? But this is me launching early, seeing where we get to, seeing if I love this, seeing if it meets a need and all those kinds of things. And essentially, the way this will work is uh, from now on, there will be the option to join regular Coach's Journey community calls. Um... There will be 10 calls a year um, and you can sign up for different levels to get access to different numbers of those calls. On each call, it'll be a mixture of me doing the things that I always do, um, which when I'm working with coaches is group coaching, it's mentoring, it's telling my story, it's uh, bringing everything I've got, getting as close to my zone of genius I can to support whoever's on the call. Um, So... There's, yeah, there's mentoring and supervision, there's coaching, there's teaching, um, there's opportunities to ask me questions. Um, Not everyone will get coached every time, that's how it works, potentially, but uh, potentially uh, everyone does get coached every time because I have a suspicion that at the start of this, there will be the cheapest one-on-one coaching I have offered for many years because there will be very few people signed up. Let's see how we get on with that. Now, this is for coaches who, yeah, who like what I have to say and have to offer and would like my support with their coaching, with their business, with their lives. Um, Those who have been on group calls with me before know that I ask commitments from the people on the calls to honesty, to vulnerability, to courage, like it can be an exciting place to be. And one of the things I love about um, the coaches journey work that I do, the group coaching work that I do is bringing together groups of coaches and even on those intro calls for the coach's journey, I've heard stories of people who met there having follow-up calls afterwards, even I think like months and months later. Um, so there's a real opportunity to meet other coaches and, and this can be a lonely a lonely piece, a lonely, a lonely way of working um, and it can be difficult. And the other thing that comes from group work with coaches is realizing we're not alone, we're not going mad. Other people are, are struggling with things too um, and the gift of the community calls can be to see that. And also the gift of the community calls, what I love about doing group work with coaches is if you've got a bunch of coaches there asking different questions, bringing different parts of their lives, of their work to the calls, then we're doing coaching on all those things. And so everyone is getting coaching whenever you're, whenever I'm working with one person. Um, but also, you know, in a short amount of time, we can touch on most of the things um, that uh, coaches face and get some work and some perspective on all of those things. So this is partly about affordable coaching. It's partly about connecting to others. And it's partly about just that thing that, that, that communities have the power to do, which is show us that we're not alone, inspire us, drive us on to do more, look after us so that we don't drive ourselves um, beyond what we're capable of. And all of that will be my aim for the Coaches Journey community calls and to have a lot of fun. And um, one of my favorite bits of feedback from one of the first coaches who joined the Coaches Journey group program is like things that she took away was I laughed a lot, even though um, we were talking about serious, serious things. 
So uh, the first thing to say about what you get as a community member is that you get everything people on equivalent levels as a supporter get. So you get access to the um, to the monthly supporters up there. You get advance notice of guests. If you're at a high enough level, you get to ask questions and that kind of thing too. And then the way the membership of the Coach's Journey community will work is like this. Every year, there will be 10 group coaching community calls. If you become a full member, which costs you £90 per month, um, you will have access to all 10 of those calls, plus you will have um, two one-on-one coaching sessions with me every year. And they'll come at months three and nine of your membership. Um, and when I sat down and I thought, what is the what is the engagement and involvement over a year that I can give that I think will both meet the um, the need, so not as intense as the Coach's Journey group program, but significant enough in a way to really support people who want to take their business to the next level, um, who want to grow their business, who want to be challenged and supported and also learn from me. And I think that 10 monthly group coaching calls plus two one-on-one calls has the potential to have a really big impact for coaches who love my work and who would love to have that close work with me. It gets both the sense of and the real benefits of group coaching and it gets some one-on-one time with me because receiving one-on-one coaching is different to group coaching. I've talked about the ways that you learn an enormous amount as a coach from group coaching programs. You learn much faster about all the different challenges that you as a coach face and there's something special about one-on-one time and I wanted to give some of that. And uh, 10 calls a year is so that this can also support my life because my plan is I took most of August off this year. I'm, I'm going to again next year. I'm going to be taking a month off for paternity leave next year. Um, and in the future, I'd like to to take a month off around Christmas or in the new year every year. So this allows me to fit this. It's like, you know, does this support my life? Yes. So that's full membership of um, of the Coach's Journey community. And that's £90 a month. But remember that a part of this is about making coaching really accessible and giving people a way to engage with me and my work in a bigger way than the free ways I offer. But for some people, even £90 a month is a lot of money. And, you know, my feeling would be that for members who become full members, we can create from that, you know, enough money over the, it'll be kind of, I should say, actually, um, because I'm charging through Patreon, uh, they charge VAT. Um, on everything all all contributions so that's why the charge is 90 pounds so for you it'll be a depending on where you are in the world it'll probably be 100 110 pounds um and my feeling would be that for the roughly 1200 pounds a year that you'll be paying um to, for a full membership we will definitely be able to inc- increase the size of your coaching business by 1200 pounds if you take the insights from the calls and apply them and take action in the world and um, I'm confident that we can do that, you know, but not everyone's in the place where they can commit to 90 pounds a month. And a part of this is about creating really accessible um, opportunities to work with me. Uh, and my feeling is uh, that the way to do that is by the other two levels of community membership. So if you're a gold community member, um, neither of these two um, get access to one on one coaching, but they both get access to some of the um, the community coaching calls. If you're a gold member, you pay £9 a month um, plus that and you get access to um, to two community coaching calls a year. Um, and if you are a diamond member, you get uh, for £18 a month plus that access to four community coaching calls a year. So one a quarter. Um, 
and uh Look, that's that's a way to engage with this, and I've got a suspicion that at, that at the early stages there will definitely be some cheap one-on-one coaching with me because who knows who's going to sign up um, at this stage. Uh, and at uh, each call, there will be the chance to be coached by me, potentially mentored by me, learn from me, but also be connected with a bunch of other coaches. And the way that'll work is um, there'll be two calls a year, which uh, community members at all levels will be on. So the gold members, the diamond members, and the full members will all be there. There'll be another two calls a year um, where it's just the diamond members and the full members. And then there'll be six calls where it's just the full members. And again, for those early full members, it might just be me and you. Yeah, and I should probably add um, that. I I should have said when we were talking about the supporters that those charges for the supporters, there will be VAT on top of that. Unfortunately, it's an annoying thing about patreon and their negotiations with the eu that even though i don't charge vat personally so i get no benefit from this um patreon do and and that's the way the law works um, depending on where you are so it's worth saying that um there's a bit more about that and answers to a bunch of other questions about how this law work on the patreon page which you can find by going to the coaches journey.com and clicking on support there or searching patreon for the coaches journey um, or it's at patreon.com slash the coach's journey. I could just say that. Um, and that includes, for example, one of the questions that, that someone asked when I shared this idea in draft form with them is, well, of course, they first said, does this mean the podcast is going to be paid, you know, going to have to pay for it? And the answer again is no. Um, they also asked, you know, what happens if I just, if I just like sign up, get one of the group calls and then cancel? And it's like, that's perfect. You can do that, right? There's no, there's no offer here to try this work before you sign up, but hopefully because of the low um, investment level um, at the start, that potentially £9 plus fat um, to join as a community member at the gold level, you can try it. And if you come to the first call and you don't like it, uh, you can leave. Um, and, and no hard feelings, right? Because it will already have been a generous contribution that you've made. Um, and the same goes for all the other levels. You, you know, when you leave, obviously you lose the access to the benefits that you had, but, um, you know, part of coaching is that it starts sometimes and it finishes sometimes, and that's true of this community membership too. Um, and look, in the future, I hope that this community might grow into something much more, um, as I might have said already. Um, I don't know what it'll, it'll come to be, but I'm excited by the idea of bringing together some some wonderful coaches that I already know well and some that I don't and and seeing where we all get to. Yeah, and I should say that my aim is to do one call of each type before my paternity leave. So we will have a November call, a December call, a January call. Um, the calls, at my plan at the moment, is that they'll take place 5pm till 7pm UK time, which makes them accessible to people in the States, but it also means that people who have day jobs um, can get can get back hopefully in time or leave a bit early or, or stop a bit early because most people are still working at home. And it means that people who, uh, no one's also on a call too late. That's that's the call slot I like to use. Of course, it's not perfect for everyone. And there'll be some people for whom that just doesn't work. And I, I am sorry about that. There will be recordings of the calls for the ones that you can't make. Um, yeah, but my intention would be there'll be one which we'll have before, before I go on paternity leave. And I say intention because, you know, who knows when the baby comes. But there will be... Um, one for everyone, all community members. There'll be one for just the diamond and full members, and there'll be one for just the full members um, before I go off. And then we'll start up again in in, um, in February, March, uh, and we'll make sure we fit the rest of the 2021 calls in. Um, and you can uh, you will be able to find the dates of the next the upcoming calls at coachesjourney.com slash community. I'll try and keep that up to date so that you know that you know if you want to sign up, you want to you know when you'll you'll get your next call. And I'm really excited to see what happens. Like I say, launch before you're ready. I've got no idea what the take-up will be. 
Um, I suspect, like I say, that that if you join at the ten pound level now, you might get like a te- a call next month uh, with me getting some brilliant and very affordable one on one coaching. Um, similarly, uh, probably at every level, um, there's loads of pricing for you to think about. So I've no, I've no idea how it will play out. We'll we'll play with it. If you've got suggestions, send them in. Suggestions from people who are already signed up, um, supporters or community members will be listened to much more carefully than the rest of you uh, uh, plebs. No, I'm, I'm joking, of course. Love to hear suggestions. If there's like a, a benefit or a member level that you're really interested in, or you think this is a great idea or a terrible idea, I'd love to let you. I'd love to to hear from you. And as you, you know, as a coach to another coach. Really, because there's so much interesting pricing stuff here for you to think about, really notice how you respond to that. Because remember, how you respond to this is how your clients are, are will be responding inside to every kind of out there suggestion you make. So notice, is it? would you rather there was just one thing that you could buy? Are you happy that there's five? Like, what attracts you? Is it like the low price and just some really bargainers coaching? Or is it getting really involved um, with me, with the community, getting to meet everyone who's involved? Like, so much here for you to think about. It could also be that you at first start thinking, yeah, I really want to be part of this. Um, uh, you know, I really want to be a community member. And then you realize you don't want to work with me. and That's perfect. It might be that you end up as a supporter or something different. Any of these things um, are, of course, amazing and really interesting. And... I- Look, I hope that as you hear this, remembering what we're tying this together to in this episode, you can hear how this solves all those problems potentially elegantly in one go. Um, You know, there's a generosity in pricing here. There's a chance for people to be engaged at almost exactly the level of investment they want to give and the level of commitment they want to give over the course of a year. Um, Potentially, it solves my podcasting funding problem um, and helps me pay for the editing and the... um, the uh, copy so that I can keep these going, maybe even bring out more episodes. Uh, it, it, potentially, it, it shows me what it's like to create a community, at first community for coaches, but who knows in the future what it'll help me develop in, in the other parts of my work. Um, it'll hopefully get me give me the chance to serve some amazing coaches, um, to uh, make it affordable, uh, and give coaches the real, ordinary, authentic support that, that hopefully is what my work always brings Um, and it enables me to keep working with coaches to keep supporting the coaching um, world even when I uh, am a dad because I have no idea what's going to happen for me post um, post January I have no idea what I'll feel like whether I'll desperately still want to to do that slightly attritional enrollment for the coaches journey group program but I know that I will love Right here's here's here we're back to those questions. I know I will love hosting group coaches, uh, group coaching sessions with a community of amazing coaches. I know I will love making those videos for the supporters. I know I will love getting questions in from 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 uh, supporters for uh, guests. I know I will. I, I I feel like there's a need for this podcast, and I feel like there may be a need for this for these kind of this kind of coaching community but we'll see that that's in a way the question that i know the least about the answer to um but that i'm testing is it good for my business well it potentially could be it enables me to keep doing this thing that i really enjoy doing creating these podcasts but it 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 does it without the rest of my business having to support this and potentially i make more money potentially i make more connections like it won't escape 
clever people like you that potentially this is a feeder into the group program in future for people who want that more intense um, engagement with me and, and some of the more structured stuff like the weekly reporting around that. And is it good for my life? Well, yes, because it enables me to hopefully keep doing this even when there is a little swale in the house. So, look, it's been a mammoth uh, conversation with just me here. Like, I hope you've taken loads away from it. Um, because there's no one here asking me any questions, like, I would love um, it if you wanted to send in questions about the group program, about how I create things, things that pique your interest that you didn't... Um, uh, I didn't answer. Maybe, I, you know, for all I know, when I'm doing an interview, I'm quite often catching the things that people say they reference and um, to make sure we come back to them. I haven't been doing that today. No one's been doing it for me. So send all that stuff in and I might do another episode answering a load of questions about group programs um, and creating new programs for clients and all that kind of thing. And of course, like if you really value this podcast and this work that I'm doing, that that we are doing together, me and you um, and the coaching world, then please, um, if you feel able, perhaps join the community, perhaps become a supporter. And if you don't feel able to do that, but you want to express some support, the best ways to do it are, you know, it's absolutely amazing when, you know, I hear that the podcast has been referred to someone. It's really beautiful when there are um, ratings and reviews um, I found I found I read a couple of new um, five star reviews on iTunes recently. I think not that recently, but but you know in the last couple of months, and it was really touched by them. It's so nice that people take the time to do that. So by all means, do that. Whatever you can do to help support the podcast, I will really appreciate. Um, and other than that, um, until next time. <laughs> <laughs>